Welcome to Welcome to Avenue Baptist Church. This is the day the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. Well, with that being said, I want to welcome you to Welcome to Avenue Baptist Church. If you're visiting with us, please take the time to fill out your visitor card. You'll find it in front of you. Place an offering place that comes around so we can have a record of your visit. We greatly appreciate that. If you're joining us online this morning, we want to welcome you as well. Ask you to consider being right here in the sanctuary with us and experience what God is doing at RABC. Come and be a part of that. Speaking of what's happened at RABC, let me share with you a little bit of our upcoming event. Today, of course, after services at 4.30, we'll have our Christmas cantata practice that's begun. It'll be over in the choir room. So if you're interested in that, it's not too late to get involved in that. We already have a lot of folks joining in with that, and you're welcome to be a part of that. So show up there this evening and join in that choir. It's a great time of fellowship and a great time of singing. It's going to be a great cantata. This year. So begin praying about that and consider being a part of that tonight. Services at 6 p.m. So be right here in the sanctuary for our evening worship. And then, of course, as you probably know, Monday we'll celebrate Labor Day. The office will be closed. So if you show up at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, say, Worst Pastor, I'm at home. Amen. Praise God. So you don't have to look too far in that. Enjoy your next day off. Uh, starting Tuesday, as you probably know, we'll have our continued. Ladies Bible studies at 9.30 and 6.30, and of course, our regular scheduled uh, events going on through the week, but I do want to bring your attention to one that starts next week on September 11th, Monday the 11th, and that is the Way of the Master. If you're interested in sharing your faith and learning how to do that uh, effectively and uh, competently, then you can still get involved in that. You can sign up at RABCCode.org. When you go to that website, click Announcements, and you'll find the Way of the Master right there. You can sign up. It takes about four or five seconds to do so and be a part of that class. The books are four dollars and sixty cents. They're real cheap books, and you can be a part of that. I think we have eleven or twelve so far. Looking for just a few more. So if you're interested in that, uh, please sign up and be a part of the Way of the Master uh, class on how to share your faith. In that. All right. And if you look at your bulletin, you'll also see that. And I would remind you that the Welsh Family Baptist Church Women uh, for the Operation Christmas Child is still hosting a lot of cutlery. And you can find some more information on that inside the employer. Of course, you can find that in the office of the DJ and amongst other places. So if you're interested in that, get the DJ about that. All right. Um, next week, certainly remind you, the next two meetings will happen at 4 p.m. And, of course, if we get ready for next Saturday uh, on the 16th, the men's prayer breakfast. We've got a couple of Saturdays away from that. So it's perfectly considered being a part of that. So that's it for upcoming events. Look up the doctor. Does anybody want to talk about it? No? Yes, ma'am. Oh, well, yes. You just keep going mountain biking next Saturday. That's before that session. So if you're in the youth group, go mountain biking with them next week. That is one I will not be a part of. Somebody say amen. No. But I do want to remind you, yes, ma'am, Jesse. I do. Thank you. Yes, we are. Uh, so we are having a uh, Operation Christmas Child uh, Shipping Fundraiser. We will be coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. So we'll have a fundraiser meal. And so tickets are starting to sell on that right now. So you get a ticket extra for that. And of course, we'll have our uh, winter or fall garage sale for the Operation Christmas Child uh, Shipping as well. If you're interested in getting a table in that, get a ticket extra. We can hook you up with the details on that. So thank you for that. And also, we want to give a big thank you to the Norman family who hosted the youth group at the pool party last night. God bless you. Yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the kids really loved it. Had a great time 
out there. Thank you for that. All right, let's open with a word of prayer. And after we pray, we please rise and welcome one another. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. Oh, how we thank you for today. Ask you to reach out and touch us, Lord God. Let us worship you in peace and spirit. Take charge, Lord, that we can lay down anything, Lord, that care of time, Lord, and not keep us from focusing on me. And let today be the day, Lord God, that we just worship you. Let us pull our hearts up before you. Let us open our minds to you, Lord God. Let us open our ears to hear you. And may we, Lord God, hear a word from you today. Be glorified. Be magnified. Be with those who are out traveling and be with those who are at home, not feeling well today. Let them know their love and their praise for them. Let us take the next year. Jesus, great mighty name, we pray. Amen. Shall please rise and welcome one another. back to your seats. We have a short Operation Christmas Child video we'd love for you to see. Please make your way back to your seats. Right now, we're in Ukraine. We've given out the 200 million shoeboxes in 30 years. 200 million boxes. It's hard to fathom, but it's something God has done. Every box is important. The 200 million is not any more important than the person who gave the first box. Because every box is an opportunity 
to tell a child about God's love, about His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, being able to be on the other side to deliver a shoebox to children in Ukraine is just an absolute privilege. This country has suffered is incredible and is, is still suffering. These children, this is just a chance to, to put the war behind them for an hour or so and to give us a chance to still love them. I got to actually give out the 200 million shoebox to this little girl. She was just so excited about this gift. Her favorite item was a wind-up flashlight. It's such a bad time right now in Ukraine. I think that really just drew her in. Because it's bright, it's yellow. She was just so excited about it. When the gospel was presented, I pray that their hearts were opened. The seeds of gospel were planted in those hearts. I know that they felt love today. I know that they felt the hope and love of Jesus. And amidst the war, we know that He is powerful. He is bigger than all of this. And the fact that Operation Christmas Child is able to come into this country and continue to deliver the gospel is just incredible. It just shows you how amazing our God is.
upon the sea. Thousands of winds and waters and Brother Glenn, you ministered to me, though, when you played old Happy Day. Thank you for that. You That's what my heart sang the day I got saved. Oh, Happy Day. The day that Jesus washed my sins away. Amen. And I've been rejoicing ever since. I've been happy and excited ever since. He took the old me and gave me a new me. He gave me a brand new life, a reason to keep living, a reason to keep going. He gave me a purpose. He gave me... Bible's written something to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John. We're going to be in chapter 6. 
Gospel of John, chapter 6. How this morning, Blessed Jesus. That lunch, and let me tell you, there could be no more appropriate sermon for a Baptist church than food. Amen? That lunch. Somebody started applauding on that. On top of that, you were like, 1145, we're going home, right? 1145, beat the Methodist to Taco Bell. Have we done it yet? No. No, we have not. Said before, Tyler Schwartz, that's a good fact month. And we're going to talk a little bit about food. Love talking a little bit about food. And people ask me, Pastor, what is your favorite food? I don't know, to be honest with you. I really don't. don't know if I have a favorite. Um, but if you put it in front of me, I'll help you eat it. Amen. John chapter 6, let's start in verse 1. The Bible says, After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them, that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. Every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Jesus' brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small feet. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. And the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fifty, as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets to the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. When those men, as they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. Shall we take the word of prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, we thank you now in Jesus' name. Oh, how we thank you for this today. And Lord, we thank you for your word. Your word indeed is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray, Lord, this morning your word will cut down into our hearts, cut down into our lives. If there's ever anyone that needs to come to know you as personal Lord and Savior, or anyone that needs to get their heart right with you, or anyone, Lord God, that needs to be a part of what you're doing to us, and we will just praise you that name. We give you the praise, we give you the honor, we give you the glory, and we ask you, Lord, to be right here with us. Let us feel you. Let us hear from you. Let us be blessed by you today. So in Jesus' name we pray. Now, when we hear the story of the five loaves and two fish, what pops in your mind? We're in Texas, so you know what pops in our mind is wonder bread. Somebody say amen. Texas toast, that's what we're talking about there. And when we see that word loaves, that's what usually pops up in our mind is a loaf like that. But I want you to know that's not at all what is happening there. When we talk about loaves, it's nothing like a loaf like that. It's a different kind of loaf, and we'll get back to that in just a second, though. But some of us that have done some biblical study, we know that that Texas toast and that Wonder Bread isn't quite right, so we picture something that might look like this in our mind's eye. You might think of some Kaiser-style rolls and two big old fish, right? We like to think about it like that. Well, that's not right either, to be honest with you. Title this morning's message is Sack Lunch, and that's what you need to start thinking about, about this boy, this lad, who had these 
five loaves and these two fish. It was a sack lunch, something that his family packed for him or provided for him to take and be a part of what God was doing. And that's really what we're going to look at this morning. This little boy, this child, no matter how old he was, had something that he gave to God, and guess what? It was enough. That's the picture that we're looking at this morning. It was enough. But you need to understand how small of what he had, well, how small it really was. But even then, when we think of a picture like that, you're really missing the picture. <laughs> what we're going to talk about this morning is a little bit different, but it's not spiritual, is it? Come to lab. Somebody finally caught my pun there, one more. One more. Yes. The lad, we don't know who he was. We don't know his name. We don't know where he came from, really. We have an idea of his thoughts. The area of Jesus is in, towns he left over, may have come from, something of that nature. So we can speculate on that, and that's the kind of side, really, all these things we can speculate on. Though I suspect the speculation is probably true. But we don't know who he was. And we don't really know what became of him either. And we sometimes with the story will continue saying, Oh, by the way, the young man that gave the five loaves and two barley uh, and two fish, later on he became a deacon at this church or a pastor at this church. Wouldn't that be cool to follow through like that? But we don't really have that. But there are some things we can learn from him. Especially things that we can put the work in our lives about that young man that we need to put the work in our Christianity this morning. In fact, you might be feeling a little bit this morning if you're joining us online. You might be feeling a little bit like, man, I'm just not doing enough. You might be feeling like, there's something else I've got to be doing. There's something else I've got to be a part of. Or you may feel like this. I'm just not getting enough food in my Christian diet. You want to know something? What five loaves and two fish are. I want you to understand there's neat pictures inside there. Of we could spend all day long teaching and preaching and putting the work in our lives about what Jesus did with those group of people, with that six, that 5,000 men, that's not counting the women and the children, and how they got fed. We could spend a lifetime this morning talking a little bit about how he made them sit down, how they had to listen before they got fed, how they had to comply before they got fed. There is all kinds of biblical truth inside of there. Are you hearing me this morning? You know, some of us often say that, God, you're not giving me what I need. And God said, sit down. Listen. Be a part of I mean, sometimes they're sitting there saying, I don't get enough food from the source. Can I be honest with you for a second? Well, that would be the blessed, blessed, blessed church. They have lots of infants here. You know that? Great job. That's beautiful. And out of all those infants, they're the only ones here that have to be fed by some home. When they get a little older, they're going to do what? Hello, sister. Are you with me? Hello now. So there's a lot we can learn about this little boy's life. Now, you say, thinking, two big fish, like you saw in that picture there with the five rolls. Two big old, they look like trout, I guess they were. Two big fish. I'd love to see that little boy carrying that in his pocket, amen. Probably not. Could you imagine the brown bag going to school with those fish tails sticking out? 
Probably not either, huh? Now, I love being a father. Before I go any further, I'm, I'm going to share something with you. I enjoy every single minute of it, but there is a lot about Christianity I've learned from just being a father. Number one, kids can be embarrassed so easily. Somebody say amen. That makes being a father very enjoyable. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, there was a time that kids would be embarrassed about bringing a brown bag to lunch. Some of you might say, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't embarrassed by that. Well, I really wasn't embarrassed by that either, especially since inside of the brown bag, my mom and dad always gave me something special. I had something that everybody else wanted. When I opened up my brown bag, my mom put something in there that I enjoyed. And you know what? God bless her for it. I miss her and think the world of her. However, there's plenty of times, and I can think even my kids' life, they said, Dad, I don't want to bring a lunch to school. It's embarrassing. I don't want to bring my lunchbox because on my lunchbox you got Scooby-Doo or or somebody else on there, and I'm a little too big for that now. And I'm like, who cares? Who cares? If you come to the office now, I still bring a lunchbox. I do. No, there's no Scooby-Doo on Nothing like that. But it doesn't bother me to bring it in a brown bag either. Some of you say, well, actually. But as a kid, it's amazing what little things would embarrass you. What little things would come between you and your relationship with other people. How you'd make up how they might feel, how they might react, and deep down, deep down inside, it's completely wrong, isn't it? Nobody cares. Listen to me now. Nobody really cares what your lunch is in, so long as it's clean. Here's the deal, though. This little boy from lunch. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know really where he came from. We don't know where he came from. But there's a lot of things we can learn about him about this lunch. Number one, are you ready? Five loaves. Five of them. Five loaves. Now, I want to show you what the loaves is a little bit like. That's it. What's behind it there is another piece of the loaf. That loaf wouldn't have been a whole loaf of Wonder Bread. It would have been a little piece of bread, and they called it a loaf. He brought five of them. And I often ask myself as a pastor, as a Jewish pastor, as somebody who understands a little bit about the Jewish background, why five of them? He only had two fish. Why five of those loaves? You know why? Because he's going to make a sandwich out of it. He's a future pastor. You know what happened to him now. He became a deacon, amen? <laughs> no. He's going to make a sandwich. Either. The boy was one extra. Why did extra piece of bread? You know what? Now, I'm, I'm going to speculate a little bit here. I'm going to get just a little bit here. I wonder if it's your mama was like, I want you to have enough. I want you to be full. I want you to know that mom and dad love you, and we give you everything that we can. And let me tell you something that's not true. There's a lot we can learn from that little boy this morning. There's a lot. We can put the work in our lives as Christians, and a lot we need to put the work in our lives as Christians because Mama showed that little boy love. Now, we don't even know if Mama packed his lunch. Perhaps Dad packed his lunch. Perhaps Grandma packed his lunch. Or Grandpa, it really doesn't matter. The point is, the family provided that lunch for him, and he had enough to have that extra You like to think of those big fish, don't we? You ever open a can of sardines? 
Someone said, no. <laughs> Little bitty old fish. Can't do it, though. Two. That's a young man's hand. Things we need to put the work in. Number one, 
said before, number one, he brought food to a lost and dying world. You know what? He wouldn't have done that unless his family loved him enough to give him a life. And so that's where we're going to start in this morning's message. Church, moms and dads, brothers and sisters, grandmas and grandpas, start loving your children, your family enough to bring them to church, to bring them to Jesus Christ, to make sure they've got what they need to get into this world and to get out of this world. Because we are God's called people, God's chosen people. We should be providing for our children. Somebody say amen. We're supposed to do that. This young man knew how to give because he was given to. This young man knew how to love because somebody loved him. This young man knew the voice of God because his family revealed God to him. Somebody should get excited this morning. Dad, speak to you this morning. You say, Pastor Joshua, I want to hear God's voice. You know what? Sometimes God speaks through the obvious. Sometimes God speaks through what's happening around us. You know what's happening in our world today? Hawaii is really from fires. The world is reeling from gun violence, from hatred, from racism, from lies. Our world is falling apart around us. There's people starving everywhere. And I wonder if we're willing to share our suffering. Now, this young man had just got a little bit of It was enough for him and one piece of bread left over just to make sure he was full. Or maybe mom loved him enough to say, that's one that you... You pinch and you pinch your fist with it so your fingers don't get dirty. You know, like a fortune. The pastor, you know way too much about food, amen. <laughs> and you leave it like that. Never wondered why an odd number of bread. Man, I think that about that. Mom said, I love you so much. I don't want you walking around with fishy hands, boy. She can have fishy breath, but not hands. He was happy. He was safe. And I love that mom and dad let him go to Jesus' You want to go to I don't want my kid to go to the church. You've got to learn something from this family. They let I wonder if this family was there with him. I wonder if they applauded him when he stood up and he said, All I have are these five loaves. We can learn that we can love like that family. We can love our children, love our children, love our families, and make sure to have what they need to get in this world. But you know what else we can learn from that? Did that little boy recognize something? I love that that boy recognized something. He recognized that God was working in this world. That little boy did that. He recognized his need to be there. He recognized that wherever was happening and whatever was going on there, that God was there. And he's going to be a part of that. We need to start raising our children to recognize when God is working. We need, as a church, to start raising our children to hear the voice of God. We need, as a church, to start bringing our children back to where God speaks, God commands, and we give. We need to get back to This young man knew when God was talking. This young man knew when God was asking something of him, and he gave willingly, lovingly, not expecting anything back. One theologian I read years ago, thought that perhaps the 
12 basketfuls may have went back to the family in the long run. Perhaps that was his reward. I don't think so. See, I think there's something else. There's another picture in it, a picture that we're all missing, the picture that I missed. And so I start to see it deep down inside. I start looking at it. The picture and the reward that the little boy had was that his meal was enough. He gave it to Jesus, and Jesus made it enough. And that's the picture that I think the world needs to learn. I think it's the picture the church needs to learn today. Every church, whether you're online, whether you're in the sanctuary, or whether you're a believer or not, you need to learn. You need to something to do. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Well, let's take a look at the obvious. Number one, disciples needed bread. Can we read through John? the other accounts of it, the gospel, you'll find that Jesus already knew what he was going to do. You're going to find that Jesus had no doubt what was going to happen. I'll be honest with you, it didn't matter if that little boy had fish and bread or not, Jesus was going to be able to feed that crowd. Why? Well, number one, he's God. Somebody say amen. He has no problem creating something from nothing. They were dismissed and went home. And mom said, Did you have enough for lunch? Did you have enough? He said, Oh, mama. Oh, mama. Can you imagine? Mom, can you begin to realize? Do you believe what happened? They didn't have enough food, and I gave that lunch. It was enough for me, and he turned it into enough for everybody. And you know what? Whatever you gave, mom, was enough. Was enough. It was enough. What made it enough? And that's where we need to focus on. When you, listen to me now, when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, it is enough. When you put your heart in His hands, He can take it and feed a multitude with it. He can reach a whole world with it. He can reach a little boy. He can reach 5,000 men. And He can reach countless numbers of people. It's enough. It's enough. I wonder what it would have been like when he came up and he said, Mom, what you were worried about not filling me up fed all those people. And Jesus said, It was enough. It was enough. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. And I'll be honest with you, you're not. You're not. Jesus has a way of taking what we give and making it into something that's enough. Not only enough, but 12 basketfuls picked up later on. I want you to look with me, please, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 25. Take a look quickly now here. Remember, it's enough. And let's find out what the author of the book of Hebrews says. He says in verse 25, wherever he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. It is enough. He's able to save to the uttermost, even those that don't have anything but five loaves. 
I'm hearing you this morning. Are you understanding what we're doing this morning? We've seen a little boy who had a sack lunch. He gave it to Jesus, and it was enough. If you give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, it's enough. It's enough. Listen to me now. It's enough to make sure that you'll be in heaven. It's enough to make sure that you have a relationship with God. It's enough to make sure that you become a Christian, washed in the blood, made new, made brand new, made whole, and given a whole new reason to keep on going. It is enough. You really want to do that this morning. But you can say, to the utter most, then we come under Him. Think about that for a second. Think about what that means if you save to the uttermost. That means there isn't a single person out here that's not savable. You might have been sitting in the pews, you might be listening online, and you say, I can't be saved. I can't be forgiven. God can't overlook what I did. My Bible says He saves to the uttermost. That means there isn't one of us that isn't unsavable. That means there isn't somebody in this world that He can't redeem because the precious blood of Jesus Christ can wash away all sin. If he can feed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves, then he can clean the most desperately wicked, evil, and dirty sinner with one drop of his precious blood. It's enough. It's always been enough. It's always been enough. You know, Christian, when we get up into heaven, somebody asks us, why are you here? And you will be able to say, was enough. He is enough. Are you going to be able to say, He took what I gave Him and He made it enough. What did you give Him? I gave Him my heart. I gave Him my life. It was desperately wicked, broken, evil, sinful, saved, and He made it enough. You know what He did for us? I know you know what He did for us. The Bible tells us He made Him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ. He took our lives and gave us His life because He is love. He's able to save them from the uttermost. People come often and say, Pastor, God can't forgive my war crimes. Pastor, God can't forgive my hatred. Pastor, God can't forgive my wickedness. He can save to the uttermost. It's enough. The lesson we can learn from a young man who gave his life. But it's enough. You'd be willing to come and give your heart to Jesus this morning. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. When you get up into heaven and they meet you there, it is enough. I don't believe it. 
trouble taking the hand of anyone. I wonder what that was like. What you learned from that. That little boy, James, Paul, that he had. That's what we need to learn from James Paul. He gave all that he had without grudge. You know what the Bible tells us? That God loveth a cheerful people. The Bible tells us that when we give, I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about things like that. And some people get on and say, Pastor, you don't preach on tithing enough. I don't need to preach on tithing. If you're obedient to God, that's the end of it, amen? If you're not obedient to God, and you're the one with the problem. God's going to take care of this house. I've got great faith in that. Great faith in that. Here's the deal, though. This young man gave all that he had. Some of us will say, what's the picture of his money? picture is, I'm going to give you everything that was put in that lunch. What was put in that lunch? You already had a picture of what was put in there. Mama's love, daddy's love, grandma's love, grandpa's love, brother's protection, sister's advice, family together. That little boy offered up. He said, I'll give you everything I have. And God took it and he ministered to a hungry, dying world with it. And if you will give your heart to Jesus Christ this morning, imagine what he can do with you. It's more than enough. Oh, Pastor, I can't do it. You're right. None of us can. We can learn that much from this little boy that we don't even know. What can we learn from those we do? Some of those people didn't even know where that stick or that bread came from. They just took what was given to them, and there's nothing wrong with that. They sat down, and they ate, and they were happy, and they were fulfilled. But I bet none of them was as happy as that little boy. And he looked around, and he said, it was enough. It was enough. What I gave was enough. Some of them followed Jesus later on and said, Hey, we want the fruit if we want the bread. We read about how they wanted to look at them and make them something more. Jesus said, I'm just going to take you to Here's a picture. Here's what we need to take a look at. If you'll look back at me in John chapter 6, take a look at this. Back in verse 1, after he said, Jesus came to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him, and they saw his miracles, which he did. Nobody knew where that food came from. Well, maybe some of them did. But 
deep down inside, the majority of them sit in the room. They have two things. Three things are good to see. Look at verse 5. He says, Under Philip, we shall buy bread. This he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he was doing. Philip, being completely reasonable, a completely scientific guy, a completely zero answer, said, Lord, two hundred tables of bread is not sufficient for them. Maybe one of them may say, and give it. Who do you think would be the first? Who do you think would be the rest of I wish I could tell you. Well, I'm going to tell you what it did. I'll tell you what it would have done to you. It would have done to you. It would have done to you. Nothing. There's nothing too difficult There's nothing he can't overcome. There's nothing he can't defeat. There is no enemy he can't back. There's no sentence in this world he can't end. There is no hatred in this world he can't put a stop to. Why? Because he is enough. So take a look at that time. He said, what the majority of people said, 200 penny worth. Not enough to buy. Just as much for their faith as it was for those who Just as much as they began to learn that there's nothing impossible. Nothing he can't do for someone as willing to do. So I'm going to ask you a question. Are you willing to do this morning? I'm not talking about faith. I'm talking about your heart. Would you be a part of Jesus? Find out what you'll do. Find out what you'll see. He'll bless with you. Find out what he will do. Now, by the way, the doctor told us to go to Philip needed to learn God can do anything, anybody, anytime, anywhere, anyhow, simply because he did. Did you want to come this morning? Did you just talk to Jesus? Pastor said, Pastor, I am a Christian, and I need to get my right, my walk. When the say, Pastor Joshua, I am a Christian. I am right with God. I need to put it down. Maybe you're willing to come this morning. Be a part of our family. Or anything else that may be possible. Maybe you're willing to come this morning. We're going to close in a word of prayer. He has spoken to you. If you humble yourself and come this morning, let's pray together. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, how thank you for your word. I'm asking you to take charge, Lord, even now in this time. There may be anyone who needs to come to know you, personal Lord, and Savior. Anyone needs to get their heart right with you. Anyone, Lord God, who needs to make any kind of decision. Let them know, Lord, that you are enough. And let them come. It's in Jesus' great mighty name we pray. Amen. As long as we sing, ask me now you.
This morning, and she says she needs to be a member here at Rock Avenue. We're going to pray for her and support her in that decision. Would you say amen? And that she come by a statement of letter. So please pray for her and make sure you come and vote for her next year. For her, support her in the next season. Would you say amen? Y'all make sure you come and hug these two wonderful ladies next. Uh, let's close in that word of prayer, and you can, if you hurry up, you can still be the next and you can talk with us. Let's close in that word of prayer, but yes. Burrito Bell, y'all. <laughs> Actually, Betsy's got something at home for me. She's like, hey, you can't afford it. We're going home. But blessed be the name of the Lord. God is so good. Amen. Let's close that word of prayer. I'll see you guys this evening. Don't forget to our breakfast from Potter Bank at 430. Evening worship at 6 o'clock. And I'll close and pray. So, what we're at is what we're about to do. Take us to the Lord's prayer and then do this song.